This is Conversations with Friends. It's your boy, Mushy Katie here. Hey, what's going on? It's me, Ali G, coming back at you. Conversations with Friends. Conversations with Friends. Yo, what up people? Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Friends. It's me, Ali D, on this beautiful May day. Finally, the uh, cold weather has broken and we're uh, we're good with it. Um, anyway, Mush and I are back. We're a little late this week with another episode, uh, but we have a really cool conversation. Uh, we want you to check it out. Of course, give us your feedback. Um, you can check us out on Instagram, CWFP underscore. Also, check out our website, CWFnetwork.com, where we have some new t-shirts that you definitely need to cop. And uh, we have a new show coming out next week called Guilt. I think you guys will enjoy it. It's coming out on May 9th. That's next Wednesday. As always, I want you to enjoy the episode, as always, and holla back. What up, though? Like, what's really good, though? This is the weather I've been, I've been talking about. This what I'm talking Man, about. who are you telling? This is the gift that this keeps the on giving. This the weather I've been talking about. For real. This is the weather that makes you want to throw your three-piece suit off on, the, on the, the beach with your speedo underneath that you just... Conveniently, would it work? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you, you oh, yeah, that time that? I just wanted to snatch off my whole suit. A Mentos commercial. Do you, you remember that in the shoot video? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they were like shoot. on the beach, and these nigga, nigga just walked by with a took off his Who fucking, suit. That is, fucking had that the nigga with the rap? Because Lord knows his career went nowhere after that song. Oh, the nigga with the rap at the end. <laughs> he, was, he was like their homeboy. You know what? Now that summer now that summer is approaching, that song like you start to hear songs like that when when summer's coming and I definitely heard somebody driving by playing that today. When I was walking to work. I mean it's probably forty and over, but you know the old ladies who be driving, they be like, this is my cut. This is my cut right here. That's funny. That's funny. So what's going on with Kanye, man? <laughs> what's going on with your boy Kanye? You know what? <clears throat> I may sound crazy saying this. I actually personally don't think anything's wrong with Kanye. I think he does this on purpose. I think that he is a hurt soul who never really got over the death of his mom and also the the want of wanting to be accepted and not always being accepted. I think it's a combination okay. of all of those. All right. Um, so, I mean, he has been the talk of the media. He's been the talk of, you know, he's been on top oh, of yeah. the conversation for basically a week right now. And we know that when he does this, he has music coming. Now, here's my thing with Kanye, and this is what I, this is what I, I think is going on with him. I think that Kanye... Aside from everybody, everybody saying you know we're writing him off and you know we're taking away his black card and all that shit, I really think that I really think that there's something in the same vein. I think there's really a deeper issue there because this is in the same vein of when Mariah had her TRL breakdown or when Michael Jackson was like hanging the baby over the damn fucking balcony. Like there's there's a deeper issue there, and it's, it has something to do with the connection of the pressure of fame and not really having anybody around you who, who's, who's there to check you, especially in Kanye's case, because he did and, allude and to, And he you said know, that. 
and he, he, he alluded to his, his not having his mother around anymore, which he finally admitted to. But we kind of we knew that, you know, because not for nothing, niggas need a maternal a, a maternal um, connection at some point, yeah. some somewhere in their life. You know what I mean? Somewhere in their life, you need a maternal yeah. connection. Um, yeah, but I think that there's something there that's that's deeper, like some sort of like bipolar, or there's something. There I mean, but this is this is my thing, the, though, that I think that regular people can't understand. I think when you when you push yourself into that bracket of finances that he makes, there is no possible way. And we just talked about how, like, you know, you got to get rid of the old people around you. I think he's catapulted himself into such a a place where, like, like you said, people like Mariah people like Michael, who's also been pushed into that level of fame, I don't, there's no way that you can have, like, literally sanity. And when, um, when Charlamagne asked him the question about, like, do you think that your family will set you up and try to put you into some, you know, some storyline, and he paused for mad long because he knew, he already knew it. He was like, yeah, man, I don't trust none of these people around me. My mom died. You can't, you can't. My family you can't not around. Yeah. You can't trust nobody because everybody, he like has he, no said, he said multiple times, everybody wants something from me. And the thing is, when you surround yourself with that, that kind of like sycophancy, I mean, that that's exactly what you're going to get. You know what I mean? All that, yeah. all this, And the thing is, with even with the Kardashians, like, I feel as though yes, you you married to you're married to someone who I think I think that Kim does love Kanye, but at the same no, time, no, I really like, do, yeah. Kim really Kim do. is a business as well, you know what I mean? And I think that the Kardashians are a business. He's part. He's not part of that business. So, but, any, there's but you also have to understand, Kanye is also a business, and and that's why I like the fact that he, even though he was just like he was like Kanye West, I have to disassociate myself with him sometimes because it's just like. Although that is my real name, like Kanye West is a different person. And that's just like me. Even when it comes to, like, the whole Mush King thing, like, that has really become its own thing over the past 15 years. Like, you know, before it was a nickname. Like, at this point, like, this is where, you know, what I present myself as a business to to the world. You know what I'm saying? So I know that whole thing about, like, oh, Kanye West, Kanye West. Like, when you hear that so many times, it's just kind of like, you know, if you've been told you look good your whole life like oh you're such a handsome child or you've been told you can dress you know the best and then you know Mm -hmm. you get to a level where you no longer are the best like you know I thought I was a shit at dressing because you know I went to a white school I was one of the you know I was I was the only black one that was doing I was from New York and so I was taking what I was learning from my cousins and bringing it back but Mm -hmm. then I got to Lincoln and then I got there where people were doing, you know, you're doing your whole Connecticut thing. You have DC people doing their thing, Philly people doing their thing, downtown people doing their thing. And it's just like, whoa, <laughs> like maybe I'm not the best no more. And that's a blow to an ego for anybody. And just imagine that's that being always going to be a blow to ego. That's always going to be a blow to ego. And then the, the, there's the, there's a the thing about you know him aging out. I mean, yes, you're you're the trendsetter, and you're the big brother. But at the same time, like, you have these new artists that are coming out every single day who are setting the trends or setting the sound. You know what I mean? Even listening to his – and the reason I think that there's an issue going on that's deeper is because before, yes, Kanye would have some crazy shit going on. You know, he'd come out with his fucking erratic-ass statements, but he's become increasingly erratic. And now it's affecting the music because them two fucking songs I heard, them shits was trash, straight up, straight up trash. And I don't know if he's, like, you know, teasing us and he's, like, releasing trash and then the album's going to be fire, but – Nobody really cares to listen to the, to this new Kanye. What the fuck is him and T.I. talking about? <laughs> Debating about race, I guess, on a track. That shit was Didn't crazy. that go wrong with LL and that country artist? <laughs> Did we not learn was that from that before? Was it LL and Nelly? Didn't LL have a song, too, with, like, Tim McGraw or some shit? 
No, that was LL. I mean, that was uh, Nelly. No, I remember Nelly, yeah. Well, that's when Nelly said that shit about the do-rag. But LL, remember LL did that song with some country artist? No, nah, Nelly did that song with Tim him. McGraw. Oh, I'm no, I don't that. remember that. I don't know about Tim McGraw, I but... I don't remember yeah. that. So did Neil. Um, Neil did a song with Tim McGraw. Actually, a really good song. I listened to it yesterday. Um, yeah, man, but I, I mean, I just, feel, I just feel as though with the whole Asian L thing, I mean... I, I don't get me wrong, like like he was roasting me because he was like, oh you, he was like, wasn't you the one that was saying that last week that Kanye is like family? And it's not that I, I say that like these artists are like literally my family, but these are people who we connect to as far as, as black people, you know what I mean? Who we connect yeah. to on a different kind of level. Like you feel as though you could have them in your family, like a Whitney Houston or a Kanye or like or a Kanye has Mariah Carey. He you know said it. I mean? He Where said, I'm the cousin like, that you can't bring everywhere. He said it in the interview exactly. about the whole exactly. Obama thing. It was interesting, the whole thing about Obama, too, like in, um, you know, him referencing how hurt he was when <laughs> Obama called him a, a jackass. I was just like, damn, Kanye, you just heard about a lot of shit. You was heard about Jay not coming to your wedding. You was heard about um, the dude from Louis Vuitton, like, leaving and fucking going to go do his own thing. Then he was mad about fucking Obama <laughs> not showing, you know, called me an uh, asshole. Like, you just mad about a lot of shit, bro. But you know what, though, much, you know what, though, much, honestly, I mean, we deal with a lot of, Emotion, like we we deal with a lot of a lot of emotion. No, and that, but that's why Kanye is that. relatable. Kind of, that's why Kanye is relatable, and that's why I don't want everybody. And you know what's funny? Because if I didn't watch that whole hour and forty five minute interview, and I just took what I've been hearing off of Instagram, you know, the little blurbs of news, you really would think that Kanye is nuts. Like, and then you know, here especially after that whole TMZ thing, like I didn't watch the interview, saw the TMZ thing yesterday. Where he's talking about like you know <laughs> slavery was a yeah, lipo and shit. Like, slavery was bruh, a you sound nuts. But then like that part of it, I can I can take away because I've said things that I sound nuts. You said things that you sound nuts. Like there are times when people just sound nuts. I think because he's on a public platform, everybody's roasting him. Like I'm taking away his black card. No, yes, but I people are that Kanye is a different to... person. But Kanye is still the person who jumped on the news and was just like you know the president don't care about black people. Now, um, is his whole thing with Trump, like, you know, I see, I see it's definitely problematic what he's saying, but I also understand as a creative why he would think in that lane. Not saying that I agree, but yeah, well, he's the, also art, the artist in me. Yeah, he's entitled to his opinion, just like you're entitled to yours, I'm entitled to mine. And the thing is, like, you know, the thing with, with, with black people especially is that we want to just stick with one opinion. Like, this is popular opinion. That's the way it should go, and I don't want to hear anything else. I mean, but you that's what, what I mean? that's, if you think about it, that's what we were taught. <laughs> we were taught to have one opinion, the opinion of the master. And that has been trickled down. That's why, like, the whole thing with religion, you know, trickles down. And that was the one saving grace for the slaves, and they held on to that, and they, you know, made that their whole world. That's why sometimes when I look at extremely religious people and just like, oh, God's going to take care of it and do all of that, and then, like, a, tra- a family member dies tragically, and they're just like, fuck God and all this stuff. Right. And it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, I get what you mean, but it's just like, you know, you praised and put all your energy into that church. And now you want to sit here and then say, oh, you know, F the church and F this because now it doesn't go your way. That's the type of people that annoy me, though, with that whole mindset of one-way thinking. I agree with that. I agree with that, especially when it comes to, to especially organized religion like that. Um, organized religion? I mean, and it, it comes with anything, religion, that... sexuality, politics. Like, it all comes with – sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I feel real I mean, enlightened yeah, after that Kanye shit. Can I finish my thought? I mean, 
God damn. Jesus, can I have an education moment? You know. <laughs> no, but the thing is, like, when you have when you have that that sort of like um, uh, organized religion, I mean, yes, it's it's all well and good to have this this relationship with God or, or whoever you believe in, but at the same time, you still have to, you know branch out of your comfort zone and still read about other religions or you Very know true. learn about other religions because you have you have look at people who go to who go to jail who go to prison you have them they grew up as a christian their whole entire lives and they might come out as a muslim because you learn about other beliefs in there or you learn you learn about something else or you have people who are buddhist now or you have people who are um who believe in scientology you have the freedom to explore these religions you know to mm-hmm. think about what you want to be and what kind of ideals you, you actually believe in. Like, you know, people say, well, I'm not really religious. I'm more, more of a spiritual person, which is all well and good. But at least you believe in something. And then you have people who don't believe in anything at all, they're, and they're atheists. You know, you have... You have and that, so that's a belief in something, even still. Exactly. So, exactly. So I understand where Kanye is coming, coming from with this whole, like, free thinking thing. Yes, to us, that whole slavery was, slavery was a choice shit. Uh, it does sound crazy, but at the same time, I mean, playing devil's advocate. I mean, it was a whole lot of y'all niggas. Y'all could have up. Y'all, y'all could have been on some uprising shit. Y'all could have got like, muscle, like no, literally, like y'all be out in the field all day, out the field, and beat <laughs> yes. some, some soft, ritually in masked ass, guns or not. Ain't no, ain't no way, no man in no wig fucking beating me, and I'm just gonna sit there. And be like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna dust off that powdered wig, friends. Guess what? I have a deal for you. Yes, you listening right now. Buy any three pairs of underwear or more and receive free shipping at Happy Socks. Because, you know, at Happy Socks, you can find thousands of undergarments and options in various colors and styles. So while you're listening, hit the link in the description and get the free shipping and tell them that your boy Mush King sent you, okay? All right, now click the link while you listen and enjoy. See you later. Motherfucker. <laughs> Got me hemmed up in these chains all day. Mm, I definitely would have been the Nat Turner of slaves. I'm telling you, I would have been the Nat Turner of slaves. I would have been the Malcolm X of the 60s. Like, I definitely would have been. That's funny. Um, Yeah, man. Um, So, you know, we see, see we, leave, we fucking losing fucking Bill, man. Listen, let me tell you something about Bill Cosby. And I don't feel bad for Bill. I don't feel bad for Bill because I'll say this. I think that his pride got in the way. His pride really got in the way. And all the money, and this this seems like like the ultimate case of karma, don't it? Yeah. Because back yep. in the, t- fucking fifteen years ago, when he was talking about pull up your pants and stop naming your kids these ghetto ass names, that's why they're not going nowhere in the in the yep. world and shit. You know what I'm saying? Your kids are privileged, motherfucker, to be named Ezzy and Essie and Ez, 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 Ezra and uh, Annis and all that shit. Them names ain't normal, nigga. What you talking about? Yep. <laughs> what the fuck, fuck is you, no, you talking about? You, no, for real. And the thing is, like, here you go, you know, um, in, in 2018, he's 80 fucking years old. I think he's too old to be going to jail. That's one. But two, I also feel as though his pride got in the way. And, nigga, you should have just ran, man. You should have just ran. You should have taken the money, taken Camille, yep. and been like, yo, pack up them back. Remember in Power when, um, when, uh, when, I think I made this joke already, but <laughs> when, when fucking Tasha, Tasha put all that money to the side of <laughs> the bank account, yeah. you know, it's going to come to the house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I really feel as though he should have done that and just ran. Just ran. Like, look at fucking uh, Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski, that white man raped a 13-year-old girl <laughs> yep. when, she was, when she was fucking when, in the 70s. He ran off. He ain't been back since. Won a fucking Oscar. Yeah. Couldn't pick it up. Couldn't pick it up. Yeah. But won an Oscar for, for his work. Still working in Paris. You know what I mean? Bail out here fucking having bitches that look like Michael Bolton take him down. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I like that you you were inspired by my joke. That's cool. It's cool. No, you you delivered it. You delivered it great. I couldn't let it go to waste. I can't hate. No, for real, man. She really like Michael Bolton. She could definitely use the Michael Derma version. I'm telling you, the lighter folk always want that sun to skin. But then when no, you get but, older, but I re- looking like spotted leopard. She's not, but she's not, she's not even Alaskan. She she she's just white. No, no, I said that because I'm in a place where I can't just shout that out. Oh, oh, oh! You can't shout out cracker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you say, our, light, our, our lighter friends. <laughs> My daddy said, "Look a pecker with in the eye." <laughs> <laughs> it. It's not a pecker with. <laughs> yeah, man, but um. Yeah, but, they, but Bill, I think his pride really got in the way, and he honestly, I mean, what I mean, what would you have you had? I mean, your legacy is fucking ruined. What would you have? You, what would you have had to lose at this point? At eighty years old, if you took all your money, emptied out the fucking well, they probably froze their accounts, but fucking emptied out the mattresses. You know, black folk keep money in the house. I fucking told Camille Hello. like, yo, look, put, yo, pack all them Louis Vuitton bags up with all that cash. We about to bounce and dip out on Damn. some fucking private plane to Dubai type shit. You know, somewhere warm. Because you know you got the money. This is my thing. What happens now with Camille and the kids and, like, how do you go out into the public and just be like, you know, (laughs) oh, Bill Cosby's my dad. Like, because, you know what, the thing that Felicia Rashad said, you know, like, we're watching the destruction of of a black man. It's very Mm -hmm. true. It's very true. And then also something Charlemagne said in that interview, he was just like, you know, when you're put in a position like Obama, you're put in a position, you have to be perfect. That is so true. Like, because if you don't, there's never yeah. going to be another one. And they don't allow us to be, you know, our regular selves. Like, yeah, it, this, this shows it. Like, y'all couldn't take the fact that he was America's dad and all of that. Like, when, that, mm-hmm. when, when white people hear that, like, that roasts them because, you know, they look at Dan O'Connor from Roseanne or, you know, they look at one of the other all in the family, like one of those other dads who wanted to be, you know, America's favorite. But the thing is, Bill Cosby had it all. Like, he just had that pizzazz to be like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? Like, you know, I never really looked at it like, oh, my God, the Cosby's are the perfect – you know, but the thing is, the Cosby did play a, a huge role in my growing up and, you yeah, know, just course. learning about, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, I never looked at him like America's dad because, you know, I had my dad, so I, I didn't I didn't really look at him like that. But the fact that that show is so iconic to us and the fact that they're taking that away because there's no way in the world we're not going to be able to look at the Cosby show the same. Like, the jokes are just going to seem a little bit different. You're going to always We're going to hear a hidden mind. undertone yeah. or you're going to see him, like, doing a little wink at Denise, like, you know, on, like, the B-roll real quick as he's cutting his eyes. Like, we're going to notice, like, all that weird shit. And then, you know, it's never, it's never going to be the same. Now, different worlds, I don't that's, think that's going to suffer as much. But Bill Cosby shows never. The, the thing is just that, that Bill Cosby, he, he spent basically his whole life, you know, cultivating this image of himself. You know like, what I mean? Also, oh, yeah, yeah. It's from from his whole, you know, upbringing, um, growing up poor in Philly, and I went to college, and you know, I became a stand-up comedian. I was a clean comedian. You don't have to be, you don't have to curse to be funny, and and he was funny. I was the first black man to win an Emmy on TV. I was an eye spot. I had the, the, the cartoons with the kids. I was the, 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 the pudding pop guy wearing my, my sweater, and I had my, 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 my cheeky smirk. And then the Cosby show came out. Like, it was just like, it was just he spent all this time cultivating this perfect image of himself and building all this power. 
And that's the thing. I was thinking about that last night about how power really is more dangerous than having a lot of money. Because it if is. you have a lot of power, you really, you start really feeling yourself. You know what I'm saying? And we see on a smaller level, like if you go to a fucking nightclub and, like, you know, you don't know the promoter. There's motherfuckers there who's like, well, I know the promoter. So what, motherfucker? Oh, that don't mean to get in. <laughs> that don't mean remember, to get remember, remember Tierra's birthday party, yo, when I had to go to the bathroom and I had to get back in the line? And all those people came, like a pack of 15 was just like, we know Tiara. And I was standing there like, motherfucker, I know who the fuck she is too. Like, relax. Oh, like, know, chill the fuck. No, you're already inside. But I'm just saying, oh, like, no, even no. with that. But it even boils down to even lower than that. When you even at them customer service jobs, we see how it is when fucking, you know, the girl who's been working there for six years finally gets that supervisor position. Yeah, now you are the true. queen bitch, that's and true. now you want to clock my minutes. Like, you used to be outside with me cracking jokes late for our break all the time, but now because you got this position, which I understand you got to be more responsible, yeah. but don't be trying to, you know, come back on me and talk all that shit exactly what Bill did. Like, I, I do remember that whole pull up your pants because he came to Lincoln talking that shit. Like, oh, yeah, you got to pull up your pants. You can't be this type of black man. You can't be that type of black man, which I understood where he was going with it. Yeah, but, but, that, but now that's <laughs> to know you had very, all these skeletons in your closet yo, and you talking all that shit like that's the part that that boils people like yo like if you would have just been funny, Bill Cosby like you know it happened, but no, you want to sit there and roast us and then now you want all of us to be like oh no, America's dad, Mr. Jello, not Mr. Jello. Yeah, it's very, it's very, it's very hypocritical and and the, I mean even with like. Um, the the kid who um, one of the jurors who was 22 years old, he was like, yo, he was like, I didn't really watch the Cosby Show. That wasn't about that was no. Yo, when my, he said my, that, I was like, network. wow. I guess these kids really like, don't you. know that show. No, they don't know. They don't know. And mm. um, he was, I didn't know. He was like, I knew. He, he was like, I knew he was on the Cosby Show. I knew a little bit about him, but not too much. So he he wasn't like affected. His decision wasn't wasn't affected by his image of quote unquote. <laughs> you did um, not see the Dr. iconic Dr. movie Dr. Ghost Dad, Dad, sir. Come on. Oh, Ghost Dad was great. Ghost Dad was iconic. Come on, like I mean, Ghost that's Dad a black film that all not... black kids like. He fell on oh, the skateboard or the skates. Oh, yeah, no, the skates. Yeah, he fell on the skates. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. Ooh, good now movie. They trying to get um, they trying to get Kells out of here, man. But I saw, I watched the, the R. Kelly um interview as well. The thing is this with R. Kelly and people. Once again, people want to write off. They want to write off these people. All right. They're like, well, you know, everybody, we don't play R. Kelly music around here, blah, blah, blah. I watched the documentary. It was done by BBC. And what I took away from it was, one, um, people are disloyal. People are disloyal as fuck in your life. Because to, to his former fucking manager who, was, who claimed to be his best friend, to his brothers, even the, the ex, even the ex-girlfriend, like, they, like a lot of people who he probably told shit in confidence, but what I came away from the documentary thinking was that they still didn't admit anything, anything about him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They still didn't prove that he was dealing with young girls. Like a lot of them would be like, well, I, the, guy, the interviewer asked, asked uh, one question in Chicago. And my, my, my friends in Chicago have told me this, that R. Kelly used to hang around Kenwood High School and, like, bag up these girls. But all the people that he interviewed was like, well, do you know of anyone who's had sex with him? And all the answers were, well, there's been rumors, but never anything confirmed. There's never there's never been anything confirmed. Never anything confirmed. So it's like another case of like, um, it's innocent until proven until proven guilty. Yes, he might like he might might like young girls. Like that whole uh, oh now they did bring up that fucking sex tape shit. Now I will say this yo when he said when they when they said someone who um strongly resembles Robert Kelly and then they put they put the the clip of the tape. I'm like this nigga got a twin. <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> That, that 
in the tape, nigga. That's you. That's you, son. This right here, you, son. I told did I ever tell you that the I told you that the owner of the magazine that I worked at, he broke that story, right? The R. Kelly story. Really? I forget what Drama. the details are of the story. Yeah, well, I didn't want to say the name, but <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah, it's something about he's the one that brought the tape because you know he that's back in those Smack DVD days and all them other DVDs, you know that people used mm-hmm. to do where he used to drop oh, yeah, all yeah, the, yeah, yeah, you know, true. the the Shade Room before the Shade Room. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They, you that's know, that's true. where they used to drop all the fucking knowledge about like hip hop and shit. And I guess he broke that because somebody told him, or the brother told him, out of spite or something happened. I don't know, but yeah, he broke that story. But let me tell you something about Kells. Kells, this is my thing. I think now with this whole Me Too movement, I think the reason that these men are being exposed like this is because they did it in the creepy way. <laughs> Like Matt Creep, you know, like Matt Lauer with the whole button under his door to lock it. And then, you know, mm-hmm. Donald Trump with the whole grabbing a pussy thing. Bill with these whole quaaludes. Like, that, that's, that's like rough. That's like rough type stuff. But I think on uh, when it comes to like R. Kelly, on the other hand, <laughs> I think he's just a freak that just be talking to these little girls real nasty and they be real curious and be like, hmm. Because if, if R. Kelly's literally been known as like a child <laughs> offender since the mm-hmm. 90s, and yet he Early has 90s. still catapulted into once again that Super level stardom. of fame. Yeah, that level of fame where like you just mm-hmm. cannot think on a normal level. And then yeah. like all since the nineties, there only been one, the one chick. Well, until now, the one chick who got peed on. She's the only one that came forward and in like. And then see, but this is what I'm saying. But then once the one person who he violates gets upset. That's when the people who liked it now come forward and was just like, yep, he did it. <laughs> and that's how but, I feel like and, it is with this Me Too movement is now. Like, people, they were okay with it when it happened, but now that somebody else has spoke up, they're like, you know what, maybe I could get me a piece of this and let me, you know, speak my mind and see what comes of it. Like, that's how I feel like it is right now, the culture. I think that I, I agree with part of what you Part of what you're saying, because <clears throat> with R. Kelly, I mean, and like I said, I watched, I watched that documentary. Like the ex, the, he interviewed the ex girlfriend. The ex girlfriend was like, you know, I need, you know, I was trained, I was training the, the, these girls to, you know, have sex with him and hands to have sex with me. But why didn't you come forward then? And I think that's like the issue with like that's that's like the thing with the male female thing. Like people are like, well, why didn't you come forward then? Because you thought man was so powerful. Now you're coming forward. You know what I mean? Like thirty years later, twenty years later. And he asked her, he was like, well, when was the last time you saw R. Kelly? And she was like, oh, you know, back in 2014, you know, he told me that, no, why did she, he asked her, um, when's the last time you saw him after you escaped? And she said, in 2014, I went to go get my stuff off of his tour bus. And the interviewer said, why did you go? She said, I thought he changed. If you knew this motherfucker for two years. You know that, no, you thought the tour bus changed and you wanted to see the new shit. That's, that's <laughs> shit. I thought he changed. Right. I thought they changed it. I heard they got the double-decker bus now. Ooh. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, and that's the thing where, where it's like, we're, like we're, we're now in battle. Work. We're in a very emotional time where everything is, is like reactionary based on emotion. Like, people are mad about the fucking correspondent dinner uh, roast. They're mad about um, police brutality. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's lies. That shit was mad funny. Yo, yo, all her jokes was mad funny. Well, not all of them. Some of them was good. She reminded me of the homegirl who ran it from Scientology. What's her name? 
Oh, uh, Leah Remini? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leah Remini? Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she reminded me of, um, she actually reminded me of uh, the, 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 the half-black chick on uh, SNL, Maya Rudolph. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I, yeah. That. I couldn't tell if she was white or black. That. Yeah, I couldn't tell if she I was white or black. What, with, with, with some of them jokes, she was probably black. Um, but it was funny. I mean, and that's, that's nothing. Like, they were like, oh, I don't understand why people are, you know, judging a woman on her appearance. Women get judged on their appearance all fucking day long by yeah, other women. That's Monica Lewinsky. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Women judge women. Women dress for women. Ex-Sarah Palin. Yeah, ex- precisely, <laughs> most precisely, precisely. Ask fucking Ex- Hillary Clinton. Exactly. <laughs> Ask fucking Michelle Obama. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Well, now. no, 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 no. We can't really go there. <laughs> No, I just said no Monica Lewinsky, Hillary Clinton, Sarah Palin. Like oh, those, oh, those are the oh, people you judged on their looks. You couldn't really judge Michelle, except you know, can't really put her in the category with that. I see the way you. I see where you were going down down that uh that because you know course. those are the only people that ever say that. Like, why do you have to judge a woman by her by her looks? And it's just like you ain't never heard Michelle up there. Like you, Hillary has literally said. Oh, people have said to me, you know, criticize my look. <laughs> um, fucking um, Sarah Palin has oh, said that. Like, no, look, when Michelle, when you hear Michelle talking, she's like, oh, yeah, people call me a monkey. <laughs> you know, people yeah, say, you know, true. I'm terribly dressed. They never say, they never attacked her looks, though. Yeah, that's true. But, that's true. They don't talk about Melania. Melania is likable, though. I will say that. You probably yeah, I mean, she don't, because she don't say nothing. Just like <laughs> Amber Rose that. was. When Amber Rose she was silent, we loved her. <laughs> Always got an attitude. Now she want to be out here explaining the slut walk for 17 years. Like, we get it. Or we don't get it. I don't know which one it is. I still don't get it. I still don't get it. I really don't. I still don't understand slut walk. I don't get it. I guess that was her home. Oh, all right. Now that you bring up Amber Rose, let me tell you something else. So yesterday I got an article across my feet saying that Black China was pregnant by oh her teenage God. boyfriend. Yo, why don't, yo, get that bitch out of here, man. Can get we get her out of here? That box top? Mm. Get her the fuck out of here, man. She's a disgrace. She's shaped like a dreidel. Man. And, it's, and the thing is, like, you made, you made it to, so you made it to, you made it to that fucking, you made it to, you made it to this, to this, to the point of fame where you basically, you're not even doing nothing, and you don't even try to revamp your image. No. Now you over, Well, she you took, okay, wait, wait, from. she did, upgrade. she took the dimple piercings out, so she made it a step. <laughs> Where the crickets where the crickets at? <laughs> she took the dimple piercings out. Right. I'm so glad. Them dimple piercings are the stupidest invention ever. They are pretty mm. yeah. Who wanna fuck up a good set of dimples with some piercings in it? Some fake diamonds. No, but you know when but you know when you like kinda like, you know, doing like a sad mouth fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I can feel that shit. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. You know what? <laughs> Let me get off the fly. I gotta. Oh go. my! <laughs> Not when you do the little side mouth fuck thing. I can't. <laughs> mm. Get off my line. I'm out of here. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, what's up, friends? It's your boy, Mush King, here. And that was another episode of Conversation with Friends with me, Mush King, and your boy, Ali D, only on the CWF Network, where we bring you big content and small pieces. What's going on, guys? I know we're late. I'm trash. I know. But, you know, creating this network, I'm trying to create new and original content for you guys. And sometimes that takes away from me. So that's why you haven't heard a story to tell. And Conversation with Friends will be late because I'm trying to create new content. So I'm hoping you guys are enjoying 
the new content that's coming out. Just like Ali D said in the beginning, Catch Guilt, a limited series podcast starting May 9th as next Wednesday. So check that out. Hosted by a special friend of ours. But uh, yeah, that and I have a couple of new other shows that's coming. I'm working. I'm working. And, I, and I'm hoping that you guys are sticking with me. But to this episode, let us know what you think about Kanye. Let us know if you watched the hour and 45 minute interview with Charlemagne. Let us know what you think about it. Let us know what you think about the Black China situation and the whole Bill Cosby thing. There's a lot of things that we talked about in this episode and we want to hear what you think about it. So just because the conversation stops doesn't mean the content has to. Go ahead and... Um, Actually, I said that backwards. Just because the conversation stops doesn't mean the content stops doesn't mean the conversation has to. You can comment below, um, you know, all your good thoughts and two cents and three, four, five and six cents. So let us know. Follow us on Instagram, CWFP underscore Facebook.com slash Combo with Friends is where you can find us. CWFnetwork.com slash shop. Check out those new teas. And as always, folks, don't your breath. Because you never know what's going to happen until next week. Later. Bye. This is the CWF Network where we bring you big content in small pieces. Follow us on Instagram at CWFP underscore. Okay. Bye.